Hello and welcome to the Sobre Mesa podcast. With me today, I have Stephen Marsh, who is professor and head of the Department of Hispanic and Italian Studies um, at the University of Illinois at Chicago. Uh, so welcome to the Sobre Mesa podcast, Stephen. I'm pleased to be here. Thank you. Thank you for inviting me. So uh, we're here today to, to basically give an overview and talk about Spanish cinema um, throughout the ages, but in all different, in all its different forms and with all its different content. Uh, and Stephen is the author of, of several books on on Spanish cinema. Uh, so we're gonna we're gonna go from uh, well, w- which is your first book, right, uh, Stephen? Uh, my first book is called um, uh, Spanish Cinema Under Franco. Uh-huh. Uh, or, or what's, it, what's it called? Popular Spanish Film Under Franco. That's right. That's the one, yeah. <laughs> yes. Uh, and uh, and, and com- Popular Spanish Film Under Franco, uh, Comedy and the Weakening, Weakening of the State. Is it subtitle? I mean, that's what I suppose makes uh, Spanish cinema quite intriguing, right? I mean, the longest dictatorship in Europe... Uh, throughout a time of radical um, change in culture in every country, uh, so but how so how did the Franco regime affect both the form and the you know the way the fillet the film was developed and uh, and the content you know the stories that were told on the screen? Well, I think. Um... First of all, Franco himself was a, a cinephile. Oh, um, really? Yeah, I mean, he had his own private movie theater in um, in in the in El Pardo, in the palace where where he lived. Um, and um, uh, and he the, the 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 there are lots of misconceptions. One is that the the um, you know the the films produced under under the dictatorship were all propaganda. That's really not the case. Um, the, uh, in the, the in, during the, the most repressive years of the of the dictatorship, which is really from 1939 through to, to 1951, there was significant repression after that. But mm. those were the worst. That was the worst period. Um, there were about 500 films produced in Spain, wow. uh, which. Approximately eleven or twelve were, could be described as propaganda. The vast, vast majority were comedies and, and musicals. Mm. Um, Spain in 1947 had the most cinemas uh, per capita of any country in the world, except I think the United States. Wow. Um, and it was that was really the only thing to do to go to the movies, um, and there was you know continuous sessions. So you could go at nine o'clock in the morning, and you could stay there in the warmth um, until you know, until eleven or twelve o'clock at night, if you, if if need be. Mm. Um, and uh, and the same film would be repeated again, again and again. <laughs> but, uh, you know, the film was was extraordinarily popular, um, and uh, and like I say. Um, only a, a, a very small, only a fraction of it was what might be described as propaganda. Mm. I should also say that you know what was the rest of it was not was not in any way oppositional. It was basically to keep people happy. Mm. Um, 
that changes in, uh, in, in the early 50s. And it changes really because one of the things that Franco did was to establish a, a film school, uh, a national film school in, uh, in Madrid, modeled on, um, uh, on, on what Mussolini had done in, in, um, in, in, in Rome in the, in the 1930s. Um, <clears throat> and from that school, uh, emerged a, a new generation of, uh, of of filmmakers who would really be much more critical uh, and um, and would, uh, would would clash with the with with the regime on various occasions. What was unquestionably uh, the most repressive aspect of the, the dictatorship with regards to, to film was the use of censorship. Right. Okay. Um, Films could be could be made, but they had to be first of all they had to be, the, the 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 screenplay had to be submitted to the the censorship board mm -hmm. uh, before they could get a a license to, to 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 film. Then when they were filmed, they were they were also censored, and then after that they were given a certain category which would uh, facilitate or prevent their distribution throughout the country, mm. um, their exhibition, etc. Now. One thing to say about the censorship is that the censorship was dominated by priests. They were looking more than anything else. They were looking for uh, sexual behaviors rather than political opposition. I mean, very often, you know, uh, some of these filmmakers who emerged from the, 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 the official school, the, the official film school. And I'm thinking here of people like Luis Garcia Berlanga and uh, Juan Antonio Bardem. Um, and later, people like Carlos Saura, mm. um, they could, in a very subtle way, introduce uh, ex uh, criticism of the regime, as long as it didn't involve um, any kind of physical interaction between members of the opposite sex. Right. Members of the same sex also, but, uh, but that, that was almost um, not even a contemplation of the, uh, of, of the opposite yeah. Yeah. Um, and and so the official film school was that linked to uh, a, a state-owned production company or were they private production companies and and were they all spanish made or were there interactions with sort of the international uh film different film production companies or was it all very like insular in within Spain? It wasn't really linked to any kind of production company. It was it was established by the state. It was yeah. a public institution. Um, one of the things that happened was that uh, a group of young filmmakers emerged. The first promotion, really, of uh, of graduates from the official film school formed their own film company. Okay, uh, and it was a strange combination of um of people who uh who were associated in the in, in, in the underground with the, the Spanish Communist Party and others who were probably closer to the regime or in some way or another right wing but but critical of the regime. Right. Um and this the 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 uh, is is an important production company that was independent of the state. Um, but was certainly a very critical voice. It was eventually, um, it eventually ran into trouble uh, in the early 60s and, 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 and ceased operating. But 
a lot of the the, the, the films made by this this generation of filmmakers was uh, was backed by Onunsi. And in in 1961, it was one of the producers of uh, Luis Buñuel's film Viridiana, uh, which caused an enormous an enormous scandal uh, in 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 Spain. What was that scandal? Tell us. The scandal was that uh, Buñuel, who had been in exile since 1937, uh, was invited back to Spain to make a film. Uh huh. Um, <clears throat> Viridiana is a film which is an extraordinary, and it was made uh, in the, uh, I think, I believe it was made in a in a farm close to Toledo. Oh, wow. Well. Close, to, close to Toledo. And, um, and Bonwell makes this film, which is a, a, a corrosive, uh, an extraordinary satire on, uh, on the hypocrisy of the Catholic Church. Oh, wow. Um, and uh, it wasn't the film that they invited him to make <laughs> when they invited him back. Wow! Uh, and it was the the film was uh, was was uh, screened was first screened. It was denounced, I should say. Well, it was first screened at the Cannes Film Festival and won the the, the Palme d'Or. It's oh, the wow. last the, the 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 last occasion when a Spanish film has won the major prize at, at the at, at, at the Cannes Film Festival. To this day, to this day, wow. that a Spanish film is not one uh, that that prize, which is the most prestigious prize. Uh, the film was denounced by by the Vatican as blasphemous, and immediately banned in 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 Spain. Uh, and Buñuel was invited to leave the country, uh, uh, which he did. He went back to Mexico. Wow, um, wow. Uh, and I think. Almost all the copies of the film were destroyed. Um, oh wow! Really? Except except the one in in the the, the, the rich can, and uh, as a consequence, we're we're still able to see it. Yeah, wow! And it is an extraordinary film. And up to that point, had there was that kind of like the first, um, you know, try and attempt to break censorship uh, of the, the censorship of the priests. No, 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 no. I think um, I think particularly the the films of Luis García Berlanga, who is one of these graduates of the the official film school, um, and was a, 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 an extraordinary uh, comic filmmaker. Um, every single one of his films um, had problems with the, 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 oh. the with the, the censorship board. Um, um, my my first book uh, deals in large, to a large degree, with 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 the films that he made in that period. But uh, he's most famously known for a film called Bienvenido, Mr. Marshall, uh -huh. um, which is a, a a parody of um, uh, of uh, of an Andalusian village. Established in the center of of, of, of Castile, um, and, uh, and and imagines a situation when 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 Spain was uh, as if as if Spain were were were, the, were one of the beneficiaries of the of the Marshall Plan, which mm. is the the U.S. Um, system of of, of reconstructing uh, Europe, for which countries like uh, like Germany and and, and Italy. Uh, were, were were beneficiaries. Uh -huh. Spain received the the um, 
the, the, the benefits of the of the Marshall Plan at all. Although I should say that this, this Bienvenido, Mr. Marshall, is made in in 1952, and in 1953, that's when the the the, the Spanish government, the the dictatorship, signed a um, an agreement with the United States to establish U.S. air bases. In, ah, right, okay. So is it only uh, a year after? Well, yeah. Yeah, wow. nine fifty-three, and 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 that was that was because the the you know the the attitude of the of of the West changed dramatically with the onset of the Cold War. Hmm. Spain ceased to be, in the eyes of the U.S., a fascist country, and therefore a country associated with the countries that lost the 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 uh, the Second World War, and became instead um, an anti-communist country, hmm. uh, and a, a strategically very important one. Because it controls the 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 entrance to the Mediterranean, uh, it's not it, it's it's close to the north coast of Africa. Um, it's a European country. Um, it had an importance. And the the films up until you said around like nineteen fifty one was kind of a turning point where they with the with the the with the establishment of this school up until mm -hmm. then what were the content of the films like were they kind of more like light relief or were they sort of subversive in any way or or anything like that you know the, the vast majority of the films made uh prior to to, to I say nineteen fifty one because that's the year when the the first graduates emerged from yeah. the 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 school of uh, the film school, but up to then, yeah, most most of these films were were musicals. Uh, oh wow! Foglodicas, as they were called, uh, there was there was a, almost a star system of uh, of flamenco uh, singers and dancers for which these films were vehicles. There were, I should say, a number of what might be called auteurs, uh, quality filmmakers. Who made very some of whom made very interesting films, and strangely enough, they weren't oppositional films, or at least they weren't. Uh, the, the the filmmakers themselves weren't in opposition to the dictatorship. They had supported the dictatorship during. They had supported Franco during the Spanish Civil War, uh, and I'm thinking here of people like Jerónimo Miura um, and Enrique Neville, and and probably above all else, a guy called José Luis Saint Heredia. Sinterreria is was Franco's favorite filmmaker. Um, he was also a cousin uh, of uh, uh, of Jose Antonio Primo de Rivera, oh, wow. the founder of the Falange, the, the, the Spanish fascist party. Um, and he made a film called Rafa. Uh, Rafa was uh, scripted by Franco himself, and it is. Oh, really? Wow. Yeah. You know, and it is a it's, it was it emerged in 1941, and it is a, a, a biography or, or an autobiography. And I say that in inverted commas uh. Uh, because it makes a hero out of a particular of the central character who's who, who Franco clearly bases on on himself. Right. Um, and um, um, and so I mean that is probably Saint Heredia's worst film, but. Franco hired him for all of these these reasons. Mm. Santa Reddy was actually a very good filmmaker. Um, I mean, uh, other than Rafa, which is a you know a famous film for the reasons I just outlined, because it yeah. was 
Franco and because it's a, it's a hag hagiography of, 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 of Franco. But um, a lot of the other films he made were, were extremely good, both in the Second Republic and um, during which he worked with, with Luis Buñuel uh, and, um, and throughout the dictatorship itself. Can you give but, us yeah, some... they, were, they were comedies. Um, yeah. Can you can you give us some uh, suggestions for listeners to to watch? Um, <laughs> well, Santa Heredia made films um, like Historias de, de la Radio, um, um, and a, a, a large number of of comedies, the titles of which escape me right now, but. Um, uh, you know, they're they're readily available. Um, even even I mean, you know, that that they've even been reproduced in on uh, on DVD in you know in the in the in the nineties when it was a kind of I wouldn't say nostalgia but an interest um, for for films of the of the of the nineteen forties. Um, and I'm sure you can find them on on YouTube. Uh, and just to skip a, a a bit about in time, but what were what were the films like in the, in the Second Republic? Because you mentioned uh, Benuel. Yeah. Like, what were what mm. were they like? I know it doesn't. You Again, know. you know the the well. The, first of all, Benuel was the uh, executive producer of, uh, let's say, an operation which was designed to a, 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 um, a filmic production company called Filmofano, um, designed to counter. Um, the uh, the more conservative and Christian um, uh, production companies, um, <clears throat> particularly one which was which would in time become uh, you know the um, the most important production company under under the dictatorship, which is called Thefesa. Filmofano made only four films, and they were all popular comedies. Uh, and the idea was there were there were going to be popular comedies or musicals that would be secular. Uh, there would be no um, no Catholicism, no priests. Right. Um, um, and and this this was the idea. They only made four films, three of which still exist. One was lost forever. Um, and then there were there were other films that were made, uh, you know, documentaries, in, very interesting documentaries. Um, uh, there's a filmmaker called Carlos Velo, uh, who um, who made films, who made one film about 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 Morocco, um, and um, and then the war broke out and he went into exile. Mm. Uh, I, like I say, one of the historical problems in Spain, and in a sense, it's not got anything to do with the particular regime. Because it's the same under the Second Republic as it is under under Francoism, as it is there later under under democracy, is the lack of a of of an industrial infrastructure that gives um, that 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 is kind of necessary for for a, a national cinema. The national cinema of Spain is, I think, a minor national cinema. It's it, it, it's it's not the same as. Um, uh, as say French national cinema or mm. Italian national cinema or even British national cinema, mm. um, and that's really that owes a lot to this the, the, this uh, well uh, the historical poverty of the country, um, and the and the as, as a consequence of that the lack of of, of an infrastructure 
to, to, to create a, a, a national film, film industry. Um, <clears throat> that's it. There are many, many uh, very interesting films that, that were made at all times in the, in the history of Spanish film. Um, and when you compare Spanish film alongside, say, British or French film, or even like, well, German film, I suppose, has a different tra trajectory. But uh, throughout the years from the Civil War up to, you know, 75, uh, what is the kind of trajectory of Spanish film uh, when it's compared to, to other films, say? Well, I think um, there's always been a... a an important influence of, of Italian cinema in, in Spain, in part because Spain and, and Italy have many things in common. They're both Catholic countries, they're both underdeveloped countries. Certainly, uh, until relatively recently, they were, uh, there was a large um, um, rural population in both countries. Um, <clears throat> and, and in many ways, the, 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 their histories are, are, are similar. They, they were both subject to, 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 to fascist dictatorships, apart from anything else. Um, and I think there was the, the, um, the, the, there's also, um, um, in, in, uh, in Italian film, um, an interest in, 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 I mean, among Italian popular cinema, this uh, the the you know, popular culture is also to do with uh, local traditions, um, song and dance. Uh, uh, so and, and there was both um, you know, Italian comedies of the fifties were very very popular in in Spain, and I think also <clears throat> uh, Italian uh, film was very influential on Spanish filmmakers. Um, Particularly uh, in that period, from the in in the in 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 the fifties, uh, there's a certain number, a certain kind of, of of filmmaker, serious filmmaker, not 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 a popular filmmaker or a or or, or a comic filmmaker, from the fifties, uh, who was in, in in Spain that was in, influenced by by Italian neorealism, um, by uh, this. By depictions of everyday life, depictions of, the, of, of poverty, and also a strange mixture of communism and Catholicism uh, that was very distinctive, I think, of post-war Italy, uh, and leaves its residue, if you like, on um, on Spanish film at that time too. Well, interesting. And how does, I mean, I know your book doesn't deal with La Mobida, but how does um, you kind of like post 51 from the, you know, the establishment of this, of, of the film school uh, up to the death of Franco and then the transition to democracy, how does Spanish cinema change over this time? Well, it changes um, significantly um, for a number of reasons. Uh, I think um, one of those reasons is, of course, the, the, the emergence of, of, of Pedro Almodóvar. Um, Almodóvar is, is, is not only a filmmaker during the, the Movida. Uh, he's, he, he was known, I think, from, from 
you know, before the death of Franco almost, or roughly from the time Franco died, from about 1975 onwards, as a, uh, a, a figure of the night in, 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 in Madrid. And he, he, he accumulated around him a number of people who were both creative and, and very alternative. Mm. And also, Pedro Madoba had no formal filmmaking um, training. As opposed to, I mean, none at all. He wow, he wow. was he he was working as a clerk in Telefonica, in telephone exchange, uh, in the mornings and in the afternoons. Uh, he would um, make crazy short films with this Super Eight camera that he'd bought in the Rastro uh, of his friends. Uh, wow. Of his friends tonight. Some of these films are are just pornographic films. Um, and um, um, but uh, at the same time, there's there's there are other filmmakers who had been traditionally, I suppose, in opposition to the dictatorship. And they were largely because this is the way of filmmaking; it's 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 an expensive business. They they, they unlike Almodóvar, they came from very privileged backgrounds. Many of them had studied abroad. In, in in Europe or or, or, or in the United States, um, <clears throat> uh, and you know for the first time had an opportunity to 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 make to make films uh, without the the burden of, of censorship, uh, and among those people is uh, uh, Carlos Saura, um, <clears throat> but uh, um, you know Amadova. Uh, Amadova's contribution to the Movida is is both as a as a kind of central figure of the 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 nightlife that the, the, the Movida had, and also I think certainly his first two films, commercial films, uh, after these court these shorts that he'd made in, in the late seventies, uh, are kind of emblematic of the Movida, and those those two films are uh, Pepe Luthi Bom. Y Otras Chicas del Montón, which was his first film, which is an insane film uh, with all kinds of technical problems. Mm, yeah. um, but um, uh, but you can see in that film that, you know, the the the, the extraordinary filmmaker that, that Almodóvar would, would finally mm. uh, prove to be. You can see the ideas uh, at work there. Uh, and the other film, that um, of that period is called uh, Labyrintho de Pasiones, uh, um, which is, I think, made in 1982. Um, which is, uh, again, uh, a film um, that, that really does portray, uh, the, the, if you like, the spaces of the, of the Movida in, in, in Madrid, um, the different bars, uh, the rastro, uh, and and, uh, uh, and the story is again um, uh, bizarre. I mean, you can still go like I mean, Malasaña. I mean, I'm sure any listeners that have been to Madrid will appreciate Malasaña is one of the most talked about areas of, of Madrid, right? That's that's changed over the years. Um, yeah, Malasaña today is unrecognizable from what it was mm. in during the Movida. Um, I think uh, there's just a few bars left, right? There are a few bars that are still there. I think I'm not sure. 
Right. No, no. I mean, there are. There are. I mean, I think in, in Malasanya, there, there are there are still it's still a, a place, you know, where, where people congregate at night. Uh, the difference is it's become a very fashionable place. Mm. Uh, everything is much, much more expensive. Housing is almost impossible. Uh, there's a there's a, a different population living in Malasanya to 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 uh, to the period of the well, uh, of, of, I want to say of the late eighties, but but even I mean from or or at least from the the, the entire decade of the eighties, uh, but even even right through until um, and, and until the late nineties, it was. Uh, but now I think Malasanya is is. Um, it's it's become uh, it, it it's been gentrified to such a to, to, to such a degree that uh, you know that that vibe of the uh, of of of, um, of the 80s and the and the early 90s no longer no longer yeah. exists yeah. Um, um, and I mean, there were there were downsides to it. The the the, the downside of um, of the Movida, or if you like, the upside of the Movida was Almodóvar. But the downside of the the Movida is perhaps um, uh, demonstrated by by a film called Arabato, uh, which was directed by a friend of Almodóvar's called Ivan Zulueta, um, and it's about it's about heroin addiction. Uh, it's about addiction in every sense, both heroin addiction and the the, the way that uh, film itself can consume you in the way that uh, uh, use of hard drugs can consume you. Tolueta um, uh, himself was uh, a drug addict, uh, and uh, um, you know, and and I think you know this the movie that coincides with the. Uh, the arrival uh, on the streets of of, of Spain of, of heroin, um, which is of course the negative side to the creativity, the, the creative side of the movida, mm. um, and and sometimes the two coincided, uh, the creative side and the and the um, uh, the use of, of of hard drugs, and as a consequence, a, a large number of people died either of overdoses or or of AIDS. Um, but uh... yeah, uh, and how does uh, Almodóvar's figure, as we know him today, you know, the, the grey-haired kind of uh, very smart, like Penelope hugging Penelope Cruz on the red carpet. How do, how does his trajectory uh, throughout Spanish film reflect the trajectory of Spanish film itself, but also like reflect it as well? Not necessarily reflect, but like show the other side of, of Spanish film. Well, I think um, uh, Almodóvar is himself very aware of uh, where he comes from uh, and and of his own trajectory. Mm. His films are, are full, and this isn't a, a new thing. It's just been there from very, fairly early on in his career. His films are forever uh, commenting or reproducing uh, elements from 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 previous films. So there is that. There's also, I think, uh, in in certain films, um, such as um, 
uh, all about my mother, Todo Sobre Mi Madre, mm, yeah. where 20 years after the Doma Vida, uh, he, he, he makes all kinds of references to the Vida, yeah. including using some of the same actors. Huh. Uh, um, the, the, the protagonist of Laberinto de Pasiones is also the protagonist, the actor, the actress, is also the the, the protagonist of uh, All About My Mother. Um, there are all kinds of, 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 of references in that sense to, to, to his own his own past and his own experience. And in that, there's also, uh, you know, references to, 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 to drug use uh, and, and the excesses of the, of, of the movida. Um, <clears throat> The other thing is, of course, that Amadoba makes many, many references to his his humble origins. Um, you know, he, he he was born into a fairly poor family in um, in Castilla-La Mancha, uh, th- uh, near to the, the 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 border with with Andalusia, um, and he's very much uh, you know concerned with, or, or at least preoccupied in a sense, and he mobilizes this preoccupation. Um, on the uh, with the, uh, the the idea of the, the the ancestral village and 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 and, and uh, you know traditions in Spain, uh, so he combines this uh, I suppose uh, avant-garde lifestyle with with traditional Spanish life. In that sense, he's a very very Spanish director and very conscious of his own uh, his, his own his own origins. Um, I should say that you know, <clears throat> I I find, uh, you know, I like Almodóvar, and I've written occasional occasional essays about Almodóvar, but I have found that the last period of of uh, uh, the films of the last period, the most recent period, uh, are to me disappointing. They're not they're not, they're not produ- the, the the great Almodóvar for me is the the Almodóvar. Of the Movida, and then the the, the Almodoba of of that that period when he makes uh, all about my mother, Abre con ella, uh, and uh, Volver, and La mala educación. Those are those are, are, are truly great films in any country, uh, mm. and uh, you know they you know, those were the films that got him got him Oscars. Um, I, I, since then, he's you know he produces a film what, every eighteen months or so. Um, and none of them have, have really uh, inspired me very much. Not, not touched the the same level as, yeah. No, uh, but you can see he's got a lot more money. Um, you can mm. see he's a lot. He's now wealthy. Whereas, mm. uh, so Stephen, uh, moving on, you mentioned the nineties with Adam Adoba. What 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 type of films were being produced in the nineties? I mean, I've remembered seeing a few uh, kind of like, oh, I've forgotten social realism films kind of similar to the you know the kitchen sink ones of 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 uh of britain or similar ones made in france uh was there anything similar to like that going on in in spain at the time or was it completely different yeah um yeah i think i think one one thing about the 90s is that um uh well, well i suppose two things about the 90s the first is that the 90s is the is the decade um if you want to Periodize in this way um, when um, 
when when Spanish cinema as 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 a as a as a national cinema kind of emerges on the on a, on on the world stage, and there oh. there are two uh, two contradictory tendencies emerge, um, and and one of them is if you like uh, the the idea of the the Spanish blockbuster, uh, and I'm thinking here of, of films by by by, by Santiago Segura. To a lesser degree, films by Alex de la Iglesia, uh, but particularly the, the, this this what might be called the, the Torrente phenomenon, this uh, uh, kind of spoof uh, detective, uh, and 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 the use of kind of spectacular special effects, etc. The other one, the other, and I say this because it is a, a complete contradiction with to to, to the Torrente Torrente. Phenomenon is the the the, um, the the a group of, of of films that might be described as social realism, uh, I suppose, led by people like so above all else by by Fernando León de Aranoa, uh, but also including people like Ithia Boyain uh, and 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 Lechero Manias. Um, and these are films that uh, in, in well in the case of Fernando León. Uh, uh, are well very much uh, fixated with 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 social problems, with poverty, with uh, urban blight, with unemployment, in 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 in, in following the the restructuring uh, or the shutting down of the the shipbuilding industry in uh, in Galicia and and, and Asturias. Um, <laughs> or in the case of Ithia Boyain, uh, in the the the, um, uh, the 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 situation of recently arrived immigrants. It's, it should be said, I think, the nineties is the decade when um, when the Spain's purported um, economical economical economic miracle is is is. Is is uh, is is generated, and um, and for perhaps the first time ever, Spain becomes a country of of immigrants rather than a country of emigrants. Um, I think the other thing to to, to say is that the, one of the major influences on this tendency is is the British filmmaker Ken Loach. Oh right, um, really? Ken Loach. Well, I, and I say that because Ken Loach actually came to Spain. Uh, and I want to say in 1995, it might have been 1994, or it could have been 1996, and made uh, Tierra y Libertad, mm. Land of Land of Freedom, which is <clears throat> well shows a, a, a particular side to the Spanish Civil War that had n never been uh, broached within Spain, though it had in in Britain, mainly in 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 the book by uh, George Orwell, Homage to Catalonia. Um, and, but also in that that film, uh, Ithia Boyain uh, is an actress, and I think it's probably the last film she she worked in as an actress. Because after that, she 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 devoted her energies to directing films, and I think all of her films are in some way or another owe something to 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 Ken Loach. Oh wow! Um, and, and I think Ken Loach is, is influential over over uh, Fernando Leon, although I don't think there's a direct contact between them. But in the case of Boyain, yeah. 
And have you got any recommendations of, of her films? Well, the, the, the film I'm thinking of when, when about immigration is um, it's called Flores de Otro Mundo, Flowers from um, from Another World. Um, that's the that's I think um, it wasn't her first film. Uh, her first one is called Hola Esta Sola. Um, but uh, Flores de Otro Mundo is, is uh, you know, a film about immigration and immigration to, uh, um, you know, to, 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 to uh, uh, a rural part of, 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 of Castile. Um, oh, wow. Uh, um, <laughs> but she's made, you know, many films since then. Uh, in her most recent film, well, the most recent film of hers that I that I saw, which was and I saw it, I want to say a year and a half, maybe two years ago, uh, is is about the Basque Country. Um, it may be that she's made another film since then, but no, all her, her films have uh, some kind of social uh, content. Um, uh, they're probably less the kind of kitchen sink drama that. Um, uh, you know the, the British films of the let's say of the of the early sixties were, um, but they 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 they're all they're all in some way you know about about social political issues. Mm. And and in your latest book, uh, Spanish cinema yeah. against itself, right? Uh, you talk about experimental film, like you try to set out a narrative of. Um, experimental film that goes against the grain of the normal narrative of of, of Spanish film. Um, can you tell us a bit about the the underground experimental films that you explore in the book? Yeah, I mean, this is uh, kind of a very different feel to um, to the, uh, the, 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 the the Spanish films that we've we, we, we've discussed. Up to now, um, my book is is a kind of counter history of, uh, of of Spanish cinema, uh, and I say that um, because uh, there's been a significant, obs almost obsessive um, uh, desire to to write Spanish his Spanish film history um, among uh, people who work on 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 Spanish film within Spain. Um, one of the consequences, I mean, there was an, an attempt, I think, and it's, it goes on, to, to write film history uh, and to create a, a, a kind of an official canon of, 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 of Spanish films. Mm. Um, among, you know, Spanish, uh, well, academics in, within Spain who, who, write about, uh, who write about film or people who just write about film within Spain. Mm. It's not something so clear among those of us who uh, who work outside of Spain. Um, but in my case, what I sought to do was to, to kind of counteract that, to, 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 to talk about how, uh, how history is written and why it's written and what are the interests involved in that on one level. On another level, I also <clears throat> wanted to trace the, the tradition of surrealism from the late twenties and Luis Buñuel and, and Salvador Dali through to uh, the present day. Wow, uh, that's one thing I wanted to do, and that's that's what I think of as as as, exper as, as you know experiments, experiments yeah. with, with filmic form, 
more than uh-huh. anything. Uh-huh. Uh, kind of doing, you know, using filmic language in a particularly uh, in a particular way and in a very different way to how it's uh, customarily uh, employed. At the same time, I also wanted to map um, what might be called militant filmmaking. Now, the, the term militant film really only enters into kind of vo- the vocabulary of, of film scholarship in the 60s. But what I've tried to do is to uh, see how uh, militant filmmakers, politically committed filmmakers, uh, have um, their antecedents in the 30s. And so I, I, I try and, uh, you know, I, I write about filmmakers of the 30s, I write about filmmakers of the 60s, and then I write about uh, committed filmmakers, politically committed committed filmmakers I'm talking about. And then I write about the, the, the films that emerged um, in and in the aftermath, during and in the aftermath of the 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 Kintiemi events, the events All right. of um, of the fifteenth of May, uh, two thousand and eleven, in the in 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 the central square of Madrid, the, uh, and really in every central square of every town uh, uh, and every yeah. city in Spain, um, throughout throughout the the the, uh, the spring and summer of two thousand and eleven. Um, one of the consequences of that was that it was filmed in in absolute abundance. Um, that, that suggests that you know uh, digital technology has in some way transformed polit- political activity. That's that's part of my argument. Yeah. Um, and um, <clears throat> of course, you know, you couldn't make uh, you, you 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 couldn't film political events so easily in 1968 as you can now because mm. anyone can make a film today you yeah. only need you only need a self uh, you know a, a mobile phone a, a cell phone um and a computer um and lots of people did actually i mean there are there are hundreds of films <laughs> um of, of the of of, of the, the the events of uh, of, of, of 2011 um, so I try to make those kind of connections. Mm. So, but more than anything else, it's a it's a it's a counter history of, uh, of of Spanish film, and the idea of cosmopolitanism is to put in doubt the whole concept of of a national film of, of national film, uh, which is really the basis for 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 why a large number of uh, of, of commentators on Spanish film. Um, you know, seek to establish a national film, and I want to, I want to, uh, I want to cast doubt on that, on 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 that, on that as a concept, and on the procedures that uh, uh, that that go about creating that concept. And my well, my last question is actually more about national films. So I'm going to ask you to comment on it. <laughs> <laughs> Comment on it now. Carlos Sora died at the age of 91 a couple of days before he was mm. uh, due to receive a, a lifetime achievement award at the Goyers. Um, yeah, the day before. The day before, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> um, um, could you just comment on on his career and and uh, tell us a bit about him? Yeah, you know, um, I've never written about Carlos Sora, um, uh, although Carlos Sora has been kind of. A part of 
his, his presence has been at the background in the background of uh, throughout the time I've been writing about 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 Spanish film, which has been about you know twenty five years. Um, I like his work, uh, but I particularly like uh, I want to say his early work and the middle period of his of, of his work. I like his first film is extraordinary. Um, and it's called Los Golfos. It was made in 1959. Um, and it kind of follows on from uh, those filmmakers I wrote about in my first book, uh, right. although I didn't write about him. I mean, it's a book about popular film and, and, and about comedy. Uh, and Colosaura, in that sense, doesn't do comedy. Right. Okay. Uh, um, but his first film is, is extraordinary. Then he made another astonishing film in 1964, uh, called La Caza, The Hunt. Um, and then <clears throat> I think there's this period from 1967 through to, to 1979 when uh, he makes quite films that are brilliant. Um, they're not, but they're, they're often very difficult films to watch. Um, uh, they're not for, a, you know, a popular taste or for a popular audience. Right, okay. Uh, there's a there's a reason I think why those films are, are, are great, and that is because of the collaboration between him and his then wife Geraldine Chaplin. She appears in almost all of those films. Um, I'm less impressed by the films he makes from 1980 onwards, and he's very prolific. I mean, he was making you know the 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 day he died, he just finished um, his most recent film. I mean, he made films every year. Wow. Uh, until until the day he died, some of some of the later ones I I gave up even going to see. Uh, I mean I mean um, he's mainly known outside of Spain uh, and celebrated for a trilogy of films uh, about flamenco. Um, well, uh, Bodas de Sangre, Carmen, and Amor Brujo, which he made from nineteen eighty through to, I think, 1983, 84. Um, those are the films that, that that made him an international star. Although mm. he was well known in, in filmic circles on the kind of international film festival circuit uh, before then. But, um, uh, and though that's the, that's the point where I'm, um, uh, I'm, 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 I'm less interested in his work. Uh, those, some of those films, um, Carmen and, and Bos de Sangre, you know, have their interest, and they're certainly, uh, you know, peaked interest um, almost on a global scale uh, in, um, in in flamenco. I know, for example, of, uh, of 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 Americans who moved to Spain in the in the in the eighties, wow. having seen that film, in order to learn, in order to go to the Amor de Dios Film School, uh, which used to be on the Calle Amor de Dios, it's no longer on that street, but uh, that's I mean, lots of them did that. But right. As a result of seeing of seeing, you know, um, Carlos Saura's films in in. In New York, or, or, or you know, um, that said, you know, from then on, he makes again a film a year, almost a film a year, maybe a film every every two years, uh, until until the day he dies, and um, and and to be honest, I think that you know those films are, are 
irregular in their in their quality mm. but um but he's certainly an important figure and mm. i think his his work from the the 60s and the 70s and his first film um establish him as a, as a major filmmaker yeah and and just to just to finish off but uh where do you see spanish film today i mean uh there's been some really big big uh interesting films some some coming some uh some emphasizing you know regional identities um uh especially with the you know the birth of netflix and streaming platforms and things mm-hmm. uh it changes the changes the delivery mechanism right for film uh but where do you see spanish film today well it, it seems to me to be um reasonably healthy uh i mean as healthy as it's ever been um and and probably healthier um and it's true um you know the uh the, the film that triumphed at the the at the the goya ceremony this year which by and large doesn't interest me very much as a, as a ceremony in in any way like you know just as the oscars don't interest me that much but it's a, it's a measure perhaps of you know films that uh, that 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 are, that are successful um the film that won it was a, it's a film from uh, set in 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 Galicia that has been acclaimed. I haven't seen it yet. Uh, oh wow! <laughs> I haven't been in 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 Spain since it since it came out. But I hope to see it in May. Uh, my 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 friends are divided between those who love it and um, it's called uh, Asbestas, no? The, Asbestas, the, yeah, yeah, yeah. And, um, uh, between uh, my my friends are divided between those who who love it and, and adore it and and one or two people who interestingly enough are people I respect and they're filmmakers and they're from Galicia. Those two people uh, I know who who hate the film. Oh wow! <laughs> but um, but I, I I'll certainly be interested to see it. There's also um, you know many films that have emerged from from uh, from Catalonia and and. Uh, the, the the film that wasn't uh, that didn't triumph at, um, at, at, in the Goya ceremony uh, and that I have seen and that I like very much is, is, is Alcaraz, um, uh, which is set in a rural community in um, in Jeda in um, in the interior of of, of, of Catalonia. Um, you know. Um, there's, and and then and then there's 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 another filmmaker who, to my mind, has made the best film of the year, um, but didn't wasn't so much as nominated for for any of the uh, the prizes um, at the Goya ceremony, and that is Alba Serra, whose whose film Pacifiction uh, was a huge has been a, a huge success in France, um, and studiously ignored in Spain. <laughs> um, wow. But um, it's, I should also say, you know, Pacifiction is not an easy film to watch. It's a, an extraordinarily beautiful film, um, but it's almost three hours long and not a lot happens in it. <laughs> it's slow, um, as, as, as are all of Albacera's films. But, um, wow. but yeah, uh, uh, I, I mean, it seems to me that Spanish film is in a, is in a generally speaking, in a good place. Mm-hmm. Um, oh, thank you very much for your time, Stephen. No, it's been a pleasure. I've enjoyed it. Thanks. Thank you.